You're listening to the official Dietitian Connection podcast. This podcast gives you access to the most successful and influential experts in the dietetic profession. This podcast will inspire you, it will challenge you, and it will empower you to become a nutrition leader and realize your dreams. Hello to all of our listeners. Thanks for tuning in for another great episode. I'm your host, Kate Agnew, and joining us today is Rachel Parfit. So Rachel is a provisional APD based in Brisbane, Australia, and Rachel currently works as a clinical dietitian as well as for a market research group in addition to running her own business called The Nutrition Playground, which she is the founder and director of. So Rachel's on the show today to discuss her business and to give us an insight into how we as student dietitians can create job opportunities after graduating. Welcome to the show, Rachel. It's really awesome to have you here today, and I'm very keen to be chatting to you about the Nutrition Playground. Thank you for having me. So to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about your business? Yeah, sure. So uh, the Nutrition Playground uh, is essentially just a social media platform, um, consists of my own website, Instagram, Twitter account, Facebook page. And the main aim of it is just to teach the everyday person, you know, how to love food, manage their cravings. Um, So I primarily just provide, you know, advice on how to achieve a balanced diet with the aid of inspirational recipes and uh, blog articles. And I also provide a range of services as well, um, including like menu designs, personalized meal plans, supermarket tours, and then obviously a standard individual consultations as well. Okay, so that was established a few years back, was it? Yes, yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about what motivated you to start the Nutrition Playground? Yeah, sure. Um, The Nutrition Playground was actually established by myself and another dietitian student also doing the Masters, Lisa Fennell, and we did that in December 2014, so it's been a while now. Um, And what started us basically starting it was our shared love for food and health. Um, we both really enjoyed cooking, loved being in the kitchen, and we just wanted to share that love of um, our passion, industry passion with our followers to help inspire you know, healthier lifestyles um, um, throughout Australia. And it was really only after I graduated that I realised I guess the potential that the nutrition playground could have if I converted it into a business. Um, and that's what I did. So at this stage, I just decided I might as well try and pursue this as a potential career path. Um, and went ahead and registered the nutrition playground for an ABN and it's all just been, um, going from there. But I guess essentially the end of the day, the main driving factor was just, you know, um, my love for food and my entrepreneurial background. Um, yeah. And Rachel, what were the steps that you took to set up the nutrition playground as a business? So the business side of things, um, the main thing I wanted to do to make sure my business, I guess, was as professional as possible. Um, so in order to do that, I registered for an ABN, as I said, um, 
ordered business cards, upgraded my website, developed an online free e-cookbook to try and drive traffic towards my website, um, hired a graphic designer to help with all my logo management on my website. And then because I decided to invest, you know, in this as being a business, I went and got myself a high quality camera, a whole bunch of food photography props and set things to make all the photos look better. Um, and I guess the next stage, um, cause obviously I'm still not there as a full business yet. It's I'm doing it really slowly to make sure I'm doing it all the right ways. So the next stage is, um, will probably include, you know, opening a company bank account in the Nutrition Playground's name um, and then hiring some form of accountant or online accounting uh, software so that I can help, you know, manage all my taxes, income expenses. There's so much, there's so much to learn there. So I'm yeah. trying to do it slowly so I do it all right. But yeah, it's pretty much, yeah. Good plan of attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thinking back to your uni days or when you first graduated, did you have any resources, mentors or guides that helped you through that process of setting your business up? Um, yes and no, to be honest. So I did have some, you know, valuable mentors and people helping me along the way. Um, however, I did also have to learn a lot by myself. Um basically just through trial and error. Um, so prior to setting up the nutrition playground, um, I sought advice from Marie Ferguson, who obviously you will know, director of Dietitian Connection. Um, and she just helped me with a few ideas about logo design and how to break into the industry. Um, and then through, once we started nutrition playground, I sought a lot of advice from a colleague, um, Jake Kelder. He, had previously started his own online men's clothing company called Yuppie Palace. So he was really familiar with um, the whole social media situation. So he was able to give me really good insight um, as to how to like maximize exposure through Instagram and provided me with heaps of good promotional campaign ideas and how I can collaborate with local businesses in the area. Um, and so that was a real, that he's probably the most valuable asset I've had because he's just helped coach me and guide me through that whole social media process, which is great. And then finally would probably just be my dad. He actually owns a chain of restaurants, restaurants, sorry, throughout Hong Kong and Vietnam called Costello Concepts. And he has just always been motivating me to do this kind of thing. And he's taught me so many valuable lessons, you know, in business management and entrepreneurship. So he like I've been talking to him every week about Nutrition Playground on a regular basis and he's just always telling me how it's going, what else I can do to be making it a more efficient and professional business. That's um, awesome. So it's constantly sort of changing and updating then. Yeah, definitely. Really cool. So uh, do you have any tips or advice that you could share for myself and also the listeners and other for other student dietitians who are interested in starting an online business? Yeah, sure. So I guess the main thing is that you really just need to be motivated and passionate about whatever it is that you're doing. So starting your own business takes a lot of work. And if you don't enjoy it and you don't love what you're doing, you're going to run out of steam and you really have to keep an innovative mindset and you have to be open and willing to change and adopt, like adopt to the environment that you're in. And if something isn't working, change, you know, the presentation of what you're doing and how you're doing it. So I guess being motivated and passionate and really flexible. Um, I'd also suggest if you're going to do it 
when I when we well when I started, it, I didn't really have many clear goals. I was just kind of doing it for fun. Um, and then once I decided to turn it into a business, I there's so many things you can or could do with the business because there's so many different social media outlets and things, different campaigns you can do. I think it's really good to have clear goals so that you can put processes in place so that you can start achieving them. Um, when I when I started, I had about 50 things that I wanted to do and I wanted to do them within a week. And obviously that didn't happen. So I think it's good to have, you know, a time frame of what you want to achieve each week and then build towards, you know, a bigger goal. Um, and if you are going to start one, I recommend being organized before you send it out to everyone. So when we started ours, I was speaking to Lisa about it and I was like, look, I think it's really important that we have at least 12 to 20 photos already posted on Instagram so that when people come and see us, they can see our style, what we believe in. Instead of starting with only one or two photos, not many people are going to, you know, interact with that. Um, so just being really organized, having all of your media accounts fully prepared before you promote it so that the first impression people get will be a professional, organized and a well-established company. Um, and most importantly, stay true to your nutritional philosophy. Um, don't compromise, you know, the integrity of your business for monetary gains or product placement opportunities, because as soon as you start to get a name for yourself in the social media industry, you just get bombarded with all these different companies contacting you and asking you to put their products on your Instagram because it's great exposure for them. Um, so just, you know, really think about who you want to align yourself with. I'll never post anything from someone unless I actually genuinely use the product or believe in that. Um, so yeah, that's probably my, my recommendations for if you did want to start up your own business. Yeah, great. So do you mean when it comes down to collaboration and you're getting yeah, sponsors yeah, and that sort of thing. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So there's just so many people who throw things at you and they try to get you to do all these things. And it's so easy because it's exciting because someone's contacting you and telling you they want to give you products. It makes you feel really important. But then you've also got to remember what we actually stand for as dietitians and not to get, you know, tricked into any of these, you know, ridiculous health products or um, products that aren't actually that healthy at all. You know, you just got to remember what, what you're doing it for and who you're actually trying to do it for. And you, you, at the end of the day, I'm trying to influence healthy change. So I don't want to mislead, you know, any of my followers in the wrong direction. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing that, Rachel. There's some really awesome key points in there. So how do you stay on top of managing your business whilst also juggling your two other jobs? I understand you've <laughs> also got a clinical and market research role. Mm, yes. Um, it's been a challenge and I'm still learning how to do it. Um, obviously, I'm not in a situation where I can stop my other jobs financially because I obviously need to be able to support myself. So um, I've got my market research job. Fortunately, I'm a supervisor there, so I do get a bit more flexibility with my work hours. It's also working nights, so it norm my shifts normally start at like 3 p.m., so I do have the day um, most days when I'm working there to do that. Um, and with my dietitian job that I'm working one day a week at a private practice at the moment. Um, they're, they're, they're really good about it. They let me work still on nutrition playground whilst working there at reclaim health and rehabilitation. Um, but I guess, I guess the main thing is just, I allocate probably about two hours a day to nutrition playground. Um, and I try not to go too far over that because otherwise it will just cut into my personal life far too much. Mm -hmm. um, it is just a balancing act and it, it's 
nothing I can, there's no advice I can say as to how it works. It's just trial and error. Some weeks I literally don't have any time to do anything else. And then other weeks I have the luxury of a few extra, you know, a couple of days off here and there. So it really, really does depend um, just on the week and what else is happening and how I'm feeling. And yeah, it's, it's, I'm still learning. (laughs) Yeah. And you're going to get the creative juices flowing as well, I imagine. So you wouldn't be able to do it if you're um, yeah, and it, it goes yeah. in waves of motivation as well. So one week, you know, I'll be really motivated and have a few new, you know, collaboration or promotional ideas. So I'll work really hard on Nutrition Playground. And then another week, I'll just be a bit run down and I'll just do the bare minimum just to keep it going and post a photo every day. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Um, and do you find that your jobs tie into your work at Nutrition Playground as in like the skills that you're learning or you know, the, the principles that you're using? Yeah, definitely. So especially working as a dietitian now, clinical dietitian, it's extremely beneficial because, you know, everything I'm, everything that I've got in my head and that I've learned through my masters, I'm now putting into practice, solidifying, um, and talking to patients, obviously, as you guys all will know, it takes a bit of time to get used to that when you first start out. Um, and being able to, you know, communicate with my clients down at Reclaim Health and Rehabilitation is really good because it's just giving me extra insight, I guess, to what the Australian population really don't know or what they want to know. Um, so it's, it's helping me target a lot of my social media um, content based on the main questions I'm getting, you know, frequently asked questions, things that common misconceptions that people have. So I'm targeting those things. So that's really been um, – I've really enjoyed that since I've started that in January. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, so you talked a little bit about, uh, I guess, the kind of strategic planning aspect of it a little bit earlier, but can you tell us what the vision for your business is, I guess, moving forward and also your future plans for the nutrition playground? Um, so I think since starting – when I started, it was to do exactly what I'm doing right now was the goal. So just to, you know, inspire healthy eating, make it Instagram, have a website there so people could go onto the website and download recipes, which is exactly what I'm currently doing. Since, uh, you know, working in this industry and doing all these things, I've realized that the direction I want to take Nutrition Playground is probably much more, um, I guess, down a path of cookbooks, recipes, um, homeware products, things like that, rather than using the nutrition playground as clinical dietetics. I'm much more interested in, because social media has just given me a whole new perspective of what you can do with dietetics. It doesn't have to be, you know, limited to clinical work. Um, so I'll probably, my vision for it is probably to take it down that route. So much more on the, um, cookbook, healthy eating side of things rather than clinical dietetics. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's so interesting, Rachel, and sounds like a really cool plan, so we'll have to watch out to <laughs> yes. see what happens. <laughs> so see. to finish us off, can you tell both myself and the listeners about any lessons that you've learned since starting the Nutrition Playground? Um, I think the main thing that you learn when you start something like this is – a, your resilience. So a lot – when I started, I thought, okay, there's going to be no, you know, resistance to this. You're just going to upload something and you're going to um, 
be able to inspire people and that's great. But at the end of the day, what actually happens is there's so many people out there who are already self-educated on what they think is correct. So, you know, someone will be a diehard believer in some ridiculous fad diet or something and you'll post a photo that has yogurt or some dairy in it and then you'll get people commenting on your photo saying you shouldn't eat dairy and obviously as dietitians we have to advocate for a well-balanced healthy diet and that's what I try to do but probably the biggest lesson I've learned is that re-educating people is the hardest part of our job um and you've got to be a bit resilient in the field and not let individuals, you know, kind of get you down. If you've got someone like that in your social media account, you've just got to just let them have their say and then that's fine. Um, and know that one just because one person believes that doesn't mean that all of your followers do. If, if they did, you wouldn't have that many followers in the first place anyway. So I guess sticking to your guns and just being a bit resilient um, and just keep going and do what do what you believe in and don't let anyone else try to, you know, compromise what your your integrity and what you think about uh, nutrition and dietetics. Completely agree and perfect way to round up this episode. So, Rachel, I'd just like to say thank you so much for sharing your journey with us and your journey since graduating and also sharing, I guess, the principles behind the nutrition playground and also the things you've learned and your advice. It's been a real treat to chat to you today. So once again, thank you very much for being here. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So for all of our listeners, we'll have the key points of this episode as well as a link to the nutrition playground available on our show notes. And that'll be at dietitianconnection.com slash podcasts um, for if you want to read a little bit more and uh, check out the nutrition playground. Thank you as well to all of the listeners for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, we love receiving your feedback and also would love to hear what you think of the show. So if you could leave a review for us and also pass this podcast on to your colleagues and friends, it will be much appreciated. Thanks again and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast.